And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the common man here on ElPasoForAmerica.com. I am your host, Gabriel Nila. Um, here with me, we have our special guest, as we talked about during the first part, um, State Representative uh, Dee Margo, who is from District 78. Uh, Dee, thank you for being here with us uh, today. I understand you, you're, you're very busy, and, and we appreciate you being able to take time away from your busy schedule to be here. I'm happy to be here, Kay. Excellent. Um, guys, I know that, that we, we were on just briefly. Um, and uh, as you can tell, because I'm now sitting down, um, but we um, just to give you guys some quick information where you can reach out to us, you can call us here, or you can text us. 915-412-1949. That's 915-412-1949. You can call, you can text, or if you want to, you can email us. Uh, Michelle has, has the, the computer extraordinaire that I get to use on a daily basis, which automatically opens up to my email account. Um, our email address is gabrielnilaep4a at gmail.com. That's gabrielnilaep, the number 4a, at gmail.com. We're not going to worry about all the other uh, social network sites that we're, uh, that we're actively involved in, so we'll, we'll go ahead and hold that off till uh, later on. But we do want to go ahead and spend time with uh, Representative Margo here so that we can uh, chit-chat about what's going on with uh, everything in Texas, I guess. There's been quite a bit of stuff going on, um, and, and we have some interesting developments that occurred in regards to your district. And so I wanted to be able to spend some time with you today to talk a little bit about that, and, sure. and uh, we can go from there. Sure. Um, first and foremost, I, 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 as I mentioned before when I was uh, talking to you before we started the program, I have never been really actively involved with politics. And in fact, I, I just started recently after some recent events that occurred. So it, it, it gives me um, a little bit of comfort and a little bit of pleasure to know who my representatives are or who are the people that are in the know when it comes to politics. So if, if you like, if, you, if, if possible, if you can give us a uh, brief history of, of yourself, that way uh, people that may not be familiar with who you are can get a little bit of understanding and, and, and sure. identify with you. be happy to. I've been in El Paso uh, since 1977. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a token by marriage. I met a young lady in college and finally convinced her to marry me after three years. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it turns out she's a third-generation El Pasoan, and uh, I ended up coming out to work for her her uh, father, my father-in-law, at the uh, John D. Williams Company, which is now JDW Insurance. When I graduated from college, I went through on a football scholarship. Uh, I thought I'd go to law school, but a couple things happened. Number one, I didn't have any money, and number two, uh, I met her, I met Adair, and decided I'd rather go try and chase her. So <laughs> I stayed in Nashville and found the only job that, uh, the only door that opened up for a job back in 1974, which was considered a recession year, was in the insurance business. Wow. And uh, I consider it providential. I mean, I, uh, it's, it's, it's where I'm supposed to be. And I was fortunate enough, I joined my father-in-law in business in 1977 at the ripe old age of 25 and worked under him for four years and then he passed away prematurely uh, about eight days, actually six days after my 29th birthday. Wow. And so by default I ended up buying the business from his estate and, and uh, ended up running uh, John D. Williams Company which we now call uh, JDW Insurance. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I joined we had five employees. When he passed away we had six. And then we've grown since that time organically and by uh, by acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I have two sons. Uh, uh, Thirty-three is the oldest, due to get married next year. Uh, wow. And his first uh, time. 
Yeah, it'll be his first. Oh, good. <laughs> young lady from Barcelona, Spain. And my youngest uh, has been married five years to his college sweetheart, and they just had our first grandchild, little granddaughter. Oh, excellent. So we're, uh, we're kind of fired up about that. And they've moved back to El Paso from Miami, and he's working at my firm. Mm -hmm. uh, not for me, but for others at our firm. Oh, and uh, so I've been actively involved in this community for a lot of years. I was spent eight years as the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, so I was actively involved uh, in the BRAC process, which is what expanded Fort Bliss, mm -hmm. and then I've been involved in economic development. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of uh, my firm is one of the co-founders of the Regional Economic Development Corporation, REDCO, which is which is tasked with bringing in jobs and capital investment and improving our tax base, and uh, and then I've been involved at UTEP and Tech and elsewhere and I just kind of care about El Paso. So. <laughs> I, I, I saw on your website, um, which is, if I remember correctly, it's demargo.org, uh, uh -huh. um, about all the, all the uh, where you're involved in it. And I'm like, that's a, that's a long list. <laughs> you know, it makes you, I'm like, wow, you, I mean, for, for it, it's just a very impressive um, resume Thank of, you. of, of, of what, what you're doing involving with the city. Um, just out of curiosity, with, with, the, with JDW, um, and and I, I'm, I'm a big insurance, I, I, I talk about the insurance uh, healthcare reform a lot here because of my background. What, uh, what involvement with insurance are you, are you is it primarily, is JDW involved primarily with business or is it an individual? How well, we do all forms. We're, we're, uh, we're the largest uh, independently owned uh, uh, insurance uh, agency or broker in, in uh, this community. We have about 70 employees and... Uh, we write all forms of business all over the United States. We're predominantly commercial property casualty business. Excellent. We have a very large benefits area. We're strong in the uh, surety division. We're the largest uh, surety bond uh, producers in this area. And um, we also write homeowners, automobile, all forms of personal lines. We do everything. We're like a publicly held broker, a large publicly held broker, but we're privately held and regional. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, because it, it's we, we can probably spend another hour talking right. about the whole, the whole insurance piece, uh, and that I, and I'll kind of reserve comments on, on, on that part on, on my own side. We do a lot of benefits, so I'm, yeah. I'm reasonably familiar with uh, what, what's on the horizon oh, yeah. related to Obamacare, pending what the Supreme Court does. Yeah, I, I and I'll be perfectly honest. With you, I'm just hoping that they strike down the whole thing. Although there is stuff going on now with the whole defunding of it, there's, there's a, a, actions involving that part, and and we'll. We'll probably touch base a little bit later on. We're at a different time where where we can probably sit down and, and chit chat. Well, we need to have that. we need to have health insurance available to all uh, everyone. But there, I think I'm convinced there are better ways to do what was attempted to do and crammed down. I think it was a cram oh, yeah. down. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm, I'm not just just so that you're aware and, and everybody else. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, based on the premise as to how it came out to be and what's in it, um, it's just not. Well, Gabe, after serving on in the legislature this past session and serving on appropriations. I saw what dollars come in and where they go out. Mm -hmm. And my bit, one of my biggest concerns is that I think Medicaid, which is it's a federal mandated program and they determine most of the rules and regs on it, has the potential to bankrupt this state as well as any other state. Oh yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Our costs have increased significantly um, beyond what we're capable or approaching beyond what we're capable of paying for. Understandable, and 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 just just uh, going on that same same line. Then I'm I'm assuming that it's pretty much the same when it comes to the funding of, of Medicaid, where it's primarily done through state taxes 
or, or through, through the tax Well, it used to be Medicaid was one-third state, two-thirds federal government. Mm -hmm. Now it's progressed up to where it's about 48% state and 52% federal government, right. and it keeps ratcheting up, and we're mandated to do it. Our budget that we just passed for this present biennium, this 2012-2013 biennium uh, that we've been under, uh, you know, the people understand the state of Texas does a two-year budget cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, the budget we passed that went into effect in September on September 1st of this year for the next two years actually underfunds projected Medicaid costs yeah. by $4.8 billion. Mm -hmm. Medicaid is due to run out in May of 2013. And there's a lot of, uh, I call it smoke and mirrors or accounting tricks or whatever you want to call in the budget that, that give me great concern. Mm -hmm. So what, what would be the, the plan for the next session? I mean, in, in regards to to budgeting for that, for the for the potential under, under I guess, underfunding. Well, our budget is comprised of general revenue funds, mm -hmm. which is what, what the state taxes and comes in through the franchise margins tax, through property taxes, oil and gas, and sales taxes. And, and sales taxes are now 55% of the revenue that the state of Texas receives. Mm -hmm. That's a dramatic change over the last 20 years, believe me. We, our economy has diversified greatly since the mid-80s. And so what I tell people is watch what sales tax revenues are doing. Now we have this rainy day fund, and our rainy day fund is what's uh, saving this state, irrespective of how we're accounting or the accounting tricks we're doing in the next budget. Mm -hmm. We have underfunded in our budget about $7.1 billion. Our rainy day fund is projected to have $7.1 billion in 2013. So I think we're gonna be okay for this biennium we're under now. Mm -hmm. My concern is 2013 and beyond. I have concerns related to UTEP, I have concerns related to Texas Tech, and I have just general concerns related to the funding of education. Yeah, and, and that's un and that's understandable because those are going to be some of the, especially with education and, and, right. and healthcare, is going to be some of the big, the big I guess some of the big hot topics that are going to be coming up in this coming, in this coming session. So what plan, what ideas can you give us uh, in regards to what, what where are you looking at, or what ideas do you have for funding those areas? Do we have to look at other avenues to go ahead and provide funding for that? Well, or? we've got some inherent uh, challenges. Uh, n the first is the fact that. Uh, well, on the good side, let me start with the good, all right? The good is that we have had, we've had 18 straight months of increases in sales tax revenues. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna be a real critical measurement for anybody who's watching and listening to determine how are we gonna be as a state in the next couple of years? Well, if the sales tax revenues continue to increase, we'll, 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 we'll survive. I already referred to the rainy day fund. Mm -hmm. Oil and gas revenues in our budget right now, we budgeted for $80 a barrel for gas, for oil, mm -hmm. and uh, we're exceeding that uh, somewhat. So as, as long as that continues, that's also a positive. Right. The Barnett Shell and all the others that are, that are increasing uh, oil revenues is a positive. The, um, uh, but one of the dilemmas that people don't realize is in the rainy day fund, the largest portion contributing uh, of dollars being contributed to the rainy day fund actually comes from natural gas. Mm -hmm. but it's only natural gas if the price on a, a cubic foot of natural gas is above $6, right. and right now it's only 4 So I have a concern over where we are on that. However, we are more than uh, 
compensating for it with regard to the way oil is right now and the increased things. But the, the challenges we have, the franchise margins tax, mm -hmm. the business tax, I, my firm pays it, most firms out there do. The franchise margin tax is only bringing in around $4 billion when it's been projected to bring in 6 And Susan Combs, the comptroller, has told me she doesn't think it's ever going to bring in more than 5 So we continue to project 6 or above. I think at one time they were even projecting as much as 7 And it's only bringing in 4 We've got a problem there. Right. We've got a real problem. And so that's an issue that Ways and Means, and, and Naomi Gonzalez is on the Ways and Means Committee. I'm on appropriations. El Paso was well represented this time mm -hmm. in the in the in the uh, in the legislature, and frankly, for the first time, as I think Representative Pickett has said since 1995, for the first time we were a pretty cohesive delegation, and we weren't the drama queens. Yeah, I, I, we I, worked well together. Yeah, because I, I it, it was you know looking at looking at what was going on with the media. You know, you never heard a lot of the stuff that was going on. I mean, you guys were always talking about being one group, and it, it was amazing. There, yeah, it was amazing. It, it was it was a first game. It was a, from what I understand, it was a first. Mm -hmm. Joe Pickett told me it's the first time since '95 that he can do. But we tried to, uh, you know, and it, I I honestly believe, irrespective of the party persuasion of your viewers and listeners, that uh, that it, it doesn't hurt in a Republican state to have at least one Republican representing this community so uh, I'm optimistic that we can continue at that so I mean just given where we are but we all worked very well together and I was honored to serve and privileged to serve with uh, with uh, Naomi and Mar Marissa and and uh, Joe and Chente oh. in the house we worked well together excellent um, guys let's go ahead and, and uh, take a take a quick break real quick if possible um, and then that way we can kind of uh, get some promos out there and then we will be back and then we'll continue the discussion sure. as to what's going to be going on uh this coming uh, campaign season sure. uh ladies and gentlemen this is common man here with uh thank you very uh thank you very much for being here with us and getting thanked back today it's just amazing uh ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back This is Keith. This is Michelle. And we're kind of doing this show. It's about things to do in El Paso. Because there are a lot of things to do in El Paso. You just don't know them yet. We have yeah. good deals. What are you talking yeah. about? Look at this clothes. This shirt was like three bucks. That's yeah. not a deal. It's not, it's not that it's cheap. It's it's frugal. There's about at least 30 things to do per day. Do you see us lazy? We're not lazy. El Paso isn't lazy. Yeah. El Paso is a way bigger uh, cultural diversity than San Antonio. Yeah, there's Italians, <laughs> there's Poles, there's Russians, there's, uh, there's like... Uh, Mexican? Whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm a big Miners fan, so... Tune in. Live. Mondays and Wednesdays. At 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Because we got the flavor. The El Paso, El Paso flavor. the bitch, Sam is the nice person. Don't you just hate really stupid people? People who are really intelligent and don't do the smart thing? Larry Merchant, uh, come here. In the third round, when you knocked him out, what were you thinking? What the hell do you think he was thinking? He wanted to knock his ass out. 
everyday people who do really stupid shit. Because, oh my God, you're going to hear all kinds of things coming out of my mouth. Through the Eyes of Sam is going to be the world through my eyes. Exclusively on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on ElPasoForAmerica.com. people out there that feel that you, the local com community, do not know what's going on in the world today. I think they're wrong. There's concerns, and we want them addressed. We do have a voice. The common man is you and I. Every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the common man here on ElPasoForAmerica.com. I'm your host, Gabriel Lila, and as, um, as you can tell, we have uh, our our guest host, oh, or our guest here with us, uh, State Representative uh, D. Margo here with us, and, and thank you again for, for being with us here sure today. Um, we were having a, uh, an interesting discussion um, during the break time because I wanted to make sure that we had enough energy to go ahead and continue talking because after a while you kind of get a little dry in the mouth and, and whatnot. So... Um, we had some interesting pieces of conversation that, that went on, and we'll probably carry this on to the into the set into this uh, this segment just so that people are aware of what uh, what was going on. Um, you're running for re-election, right? We, ha we have an election coming up in November, right? And 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 you're running, uh, which is which we thank you for that part. Um, but we understand that there you have a a uh, person on the Democratic side that is uh, that is re-running uh, for his old seat. Right, uh, which is uh, Joe Moody. Right, and um, we we saw the announcement here. You know, we, we get to watch, get to see all the media and everything else. And, and in fact, I believe he took care of his paperwork sometime this week. Yes. Um, one of the th he I, you guys have had a pretty much a almost si I don't want to say sibling rivalry, but it's almost in that part where where one's competing against 
you guys have competed back and forth for a couple of times, uh, if I remember right. correctly. Right. Um, which which kind of makes it interesting where, where you have one person come down and then you know they get knocked out they, and they come back up and, and start going back at it again. Um, there was an interesting piece that we were talking about during the, on our break, where the um, there was a comment that was made by Mr. Moody concerning the uh, your your election and and why he's coming back into the fold and wants to take his old seat back. And 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 please forgive me if I paraphrase this because I just don't remember the exact words. I kind of perused through it and then went on my merry way. But one of the comments that was made uh, when he announced was concerning his belief that you um, may have not been doing enough in regards to your your uh, your, your session, this past session that, 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 that uh, you guys were in, and a comment that you had referenced about, um, if you, and please, please forgive me if I'm not paraphrasing this correctly, where if you were, if you were not successful in, in uh, doing what you need, wanted to do for, for your goals, that you wouldn't be running again. True. And we and we talked about this during the break, and, and and I think it's something important to let everybody know about what was said, because given the circumstances that we're in right now, it, it's kind of a um, it's an important piece to to, for, to let everybody know. Um, so we we were talking about that piece where where that might be asked of you. Sure. And, and what would you tell them in regards to the 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 comments that was made by Joe Moody? Well. I mean what I say, if, if I'm not effective, I'm not going to run again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not into this, uh, to be, I'm not, I'm a small business guy who cares about El Paso. I do not intend to be a career politician. Right. That is not my uh, desire, nor will it be. <laughs> and I know others echo that sometimes, but uh, I can assure you that's not, I'm going to run as long as I can get something done. Uh, my concerns, my primary goals with this community, and, and even though I'm part of District 78, our delegation worked on behalf of all of El Paso. Mm -hmm. You can't just relegate it to a, quote, district and only be parochial in, with regard to that district. So, so I'm concerned about the economic drivers of this community, Fort Bliss, UTEP, Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about the overall operating economy, the tax base, et cetera. So, we have some real needs, both at UTEP and at Tech, at the medical school. One of the primary areas that we need is they need, they need uh, a third building, but they also need more appropriations dollars, mm -hmm. okay? So my argument with my predecessor was that my, my, what I stated was it's one thing to try and fail. It's another thing not to try at all. And, and there was no effort expended by him to get a third building or improve the budget for, for tech. Mm -hmm. And the irony of it is, we did try, I did have it in, on amendments coming out of the House floor on bills mm -hmm. for a tuition revenue bond right. for uh, Texas Tech, we'd had an agreement. But the real issue from an economic standpoint was that the, 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 the real time to have passed this was the 81st session, the previous session, mm -hmm. because they were flush with federal stimulus dollars. There were $15 billion worth of federal stimulus dollars, and there was just absolutely no effort expended. Tech took it on the chin in the budget out of appropriations because they're not formula funded. Mm -hmm. UTEP took it on the chin in some areas related to competitive knowledge fund, which I did pass out of the House. 
they got stymied in conference by the Senate, which I'm still a little bit, uh, frankly, irritated about, mm -hmm. and I'm not ready to give up. Right. The Competitive Knowledge Fund, UTEP deserves to be in it. They cut out UTEP and UT Arlington, and uh, I'm not through fighting for it. I, I can guarantee you they deserve to be in it, they met the criteria, mm -hmm. and they should be a part of it. So there are some things that we haven't accomplished. I was honored to serve on appropriations so I could see what came in and what went out and to do our best. You know, some of the things that were beneficial. Uh, we maintained the tram, uh, aerial tramway. That was going to be totally right. nixed. It was mm -hmm. on the cutting block. We saved it for at least the weekends mm -hmm. on on, thir on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right. which I, I thought was important and, and could be negotiated with Parks and Wildlife in spite of the budget mm -hmm. cuts. And we had a lot of money. You know, we, we had a lot of serious Solomon choices we had to make. Uh, both between education and health care and otherwise. Right. So I did that. I also passed the Board of Prosecution Unit, which uh, uh, Jaime Esparza, our DA, asked me to work on. I got it approved in appropriations. That's, that deals with human trafficking and drug, uh, drug trade on the border, and it, and it provides funds for all of the DAs in all of the counties along the border. Mm -hmm. And it had to come out of the uh, governor's trustee accounts. I got that handled in appropriations. And then um, and then we, uh, Senator Watson in the Senate from Austin and I passed the bill to uh, codify it in statute mm -hmm. so that they would have the funds ongoing. Right. Yeah, because I, I was looking at, at um, I was looking online uh, this week and I was trying to see where were you involved? And 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 to be honest with you, there's quite a bit that you were that you were involved when it comes to uh, bills that you, that wanted to be passed. And in fact, I there's three pages <laughs> or two uh, page and a half of, of stuff that that you worked on, or right. either author, or co-author, or sponsor, were involved in some fashion. And it looks like a lot of stuff just got stopped, and and, and primarily on the opposite, like you mentioned on, on the Senate side. When when you said that, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I saw that there, and I was you know looking in there and, and some of the. Uh, some of the um, bills that were that were um, it's one of the big lessons I learned. It didn't matter if I, it didn't matter what I did in the house. Mm -hmm. I could pass a bill by a hundred votes, but if I didn't have a better control on the Senate side, um, it would not pass. Right. It may not pass. I mean, I had one bill we passed on adult basic education that I carried uh, uh, for Dr. Rhodes when he was here at Community College, and mm -hmm. I still think it's a good bill statewide related to. Uh, education of, um, of, uh, of um, adults in the state of Texas who um, we have about two million who, who have no degrees of any type mm -hmm. and um, adult basic education is critical but we passed it by a hundred votes in the house and it never got out of the committee in the Senate because of political posturing right so it just Drove me nuts, but which, that's the way it works. Which, when we go on break, I'll, I'll ask you a question that that it, it's a private question that I want to ask you because it's involving other people that you may be familiar with, and well, in, in involving the education piece. Um, now, in in I guess with, with what's going on now with, with with the election campaign, what what's what's the game plan? I guess is it something that you can talk about in regards to what what? Well, I'm gonna to I'm gonna run uh, District 78 changed somewhat mm -hmm. right now under uh, under the. Uh, judges, uh, the federal judges out of uh, San Antonio, and I'm just waiting to see what shakes out. There's been an appeal before the Supreme Court right. by the Attorney General, and we're supposed to hear, my understanding is we're supposed to hear something by December the 4th, mm -hmm. or actually they're, they're, yeah, I think we're, I think it's either December 4th 
I think we're supposed to hear something by December 4th. And um, the irony of it is that the districts, El Paso districts, mm -hmm. were agreed to by our delegation ahead of time. So this wasn't something that came down from on high by the, quote, Republican-dominated House. I agreed with the rest of my delegation mm -hmm. to our districts, and the judges have changed that somewhat in there. Um, I'll run wherever I need to run and, and continue to get the message out right. on, on why I'm there. And do you think it's a big, the, the, the big talk that was talked, that was mentioned on, on, I guess, in print or on the media was that um, it's going to be a, chal a challenge for you because the, the new changes that, or the redistricting is going to be covering people who are more Hispanic or more Latino, I guess, if you will, um, that may tend to vote Democrat. And, and keep in mind that I say it, it's May on that part because... You know, well, I never had a district that was, was more Republican than Democrat anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the fact is it was uh, considered somewhere between 49, 48% Republican to begin with. <laughs> so, so, so it never really was. Not, so it's not, really so it's not, it's not, it's not going to change that dramatically. And I'll do my best to get the message out and, and hope that, uh, that people uh, um, uh, will vote accordingly. Okay. Uh, and, and I think the pre some of the precincts we've got are more uh, what I call thoughtful voters or thoughtful Democrats who don't just vote straight ticket. Right. I, I personally don't think straight ticket behooves anybody because I don't think any one party has a corner on the, on the brightest minds and the most capable people, regardless, right. Republican or Democrat. Understandable. And uh, you know, my, my position has always been from day one that I'm, a that I'm an El Pasoan before I'm a Republican. And I've tried to uh, represent our community in that manner. Okay. So, is there going to be? Do you plan on having a lot of people going door to door and talking about, or, or, or is it going to be more on the electronic media side? We do it all. We do it all. We do it all. We do everything from, from our website to Facebook to uh, door to door. I walk more neighborhoods, and we'll we'll continue to do that when we we get out there to uh, do it. I love to do town halls. Mm -hmm. I'll look forward to debates. Uh, you know, I, in all candor, Gabe, if I had to pick an opponent, I'd pick Joe. Mm -hmm. I mean, he ran on his record before, and lost. And and I'm the question I'd have is, what's changed? Right. So. Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> so, um, if if someone wants to volunteer, uh -huh. just just so that people can, if, in case anybody's interested, when once they listen to this or see, see this right. program, um, where can they go and and um, talk or, or ask about volunteering for at demargo.org. D-E-E-M-A-R-G-O dot org. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Um, if we can, um, Michelle, if we can take a quick break if possible. Um, I know we're running close to, I believe, th uh, 3 o'clock already. So we've got about another five minutes before before the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I, then, then if you want to, we can just go ahead and finish up the last few minutes, and then that way okay. um, we can go ahead and, and uh, let you go and take care of some, take care of some personal stuff. Kay. You mentioned, I, I understand you had... You know, you mentioned something about being a grandfather, so congratulations. Yes. And and we're, we're Today, very proud. We're I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> fired up. <laughs> we're very proud. Of, we're very proud of the fact that, that yeah. as you get to be uh, be a grandfather, and and, and especially they're going to be living here in El Paso. Right. So, um, one one of the last questions that I want to ask you in regards to El Paso, one of the items that we talk about here on the website is is always trying to change the image of El Paso. Right. Obviously, um, and there's been a, a myriad of discussions. In regards to that, um, we we asked, you know, where can, what can we do to make changes to El Paso to, to make it a bigger, more pronounced city, and and allow other people to not consider El Paso just being a town over there that should be part of New Mexico. What vision 
if I may ask, and this is going to sound like heckless, just to, <laughs> just to let you know, what, what, type of, what do you foresee in the future as, um, in, in the future for El Paso, and what can be done to make it that vision? All right, Gabe, I'm, I grew up moving every three years. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've lived all over the United States. And um, I love El Paso. I'm here by choice, raised my kids here by choice, educated in public schools by choice. This is the greatest community I've ever lived in. I mean, I've lived in Dallas and, and Nashville, Tennessee, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, I moved all over. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think we are a special, we're an unknown commodity. We got, we got our issues, we got our rough spots, but I, I can't, there's, I could not wait to get home from Austin. I gotta tell you, I could not wait. I know people who go to University of Texas, they wanna go to Mecca, Austin, and live there and all this, but I couldn't wait to get home. I love this community. We got issues related to capital infrastructure and tax base. Mm -hmm. We gotta attract more jobs. The education piece is critical. We've gotta have an educated workforce. We've gotta have some higher degrees and some technical schools. Skills. Mm -hmm. We're in a large manufacturing area. We need to attract as much as we can. People don't realize that when you combine El Paso with Juarez, there are over 207,000 uh, employed uh, manu in, in employed in manufacturing. We're really number I think number five or number six in North America. Wow! And when it comes to size of that, so people don't know that. From the from the political representation delegation standpoint. The frustration has been that, that, that some of my predecessors didn't exactly comport themselves in the, in the best manner to reflect El Paso. Let's face it, I and the rest of us who are elected personify the communities that elected us. Mm -hmm. So if we behave improperly, there's a, there's a perception that, that this is reflective of the people. We, we, uh, we're an unknown commodity. Mm -hmm. I spent a great deal of time explaining to people what our tax base looks like, the fact that we've got an inversion when it comes to property taxes between residential and commercial, uh, that you can't just go raise sales taxes on the I-35 corridor without detrimentally impacting El Paso. I'm, I'm in favor of personal choice taxes like a sales tax for the most part, and we'll get into the debate on how aggressive is this and et cetera, but remember in Texas, we exempt food and we exempt medicine. So, I mean, certain of the basics we exempt anyway. Right. But if, if, if we were to look at revenue raising stuff, if they decided that we needed to do something on sales taxes, then if it, if it got out of whack, what's happens in El Paso is, we won't buy big ticket items in El Paso, we'll go to New Mexico mm -hmm. or we'll go to Juarez. So there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an impact, there's a, there's a causation that affects El Paso that doesn't necessarily affect Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, or Houston mm -hmm. because of where they're located in, in, in the central part. So uh, what I was trying to do is just have people understand where we are and what we're about. I think I made some progress. I went to the legislature with the goal to keep my mouth shut, to observe, to determine who the players were, mm -hmm. and to try to build up as much political capital as I could in the length of time I was gonna be there. And I think for the most part, we had a, I, I had a credible reputation, and um, and I, I, I think I, uh, I sure as heck learned a lot on appropriations. Mm -hmm. And should I be reelected, as I hope I will be reelected, 
I want to do appropriations, but I also want to get into higher ed. Because I think those are the two drivers for this community uh, economically, and I, and I want to have a, some impact. But as I say, I was privileged and honored to serve with the delegation. We all worked hard, and we worked hard on behalf of El Paso. Excellent, excellent. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, I know you mentioned demargo.org. Right. Where else can they reach out to you? Um, so well, if there's a district question or whatever, you can contact my district. It, it, my office is on the fifth floor of the Coronado Tower on North Mesa. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the phone number offhand. <laughs> I can I can pull it out. Uh, I believe the phone number. Let's see if I've got it here. I don't have the phone number. Yeah, the phone number. Yeah, the phone number for my district office is eight seven five zero one five zero eight seven five zero one five zero, and the address is six zero zero six North Mesa in Coronado Tower, Suite five zero three. Okay, Excellent. so uh, happy to hear from anybody. Um, and you mentioned you're on Facebook also. Um, We're on Facebook. Okay, and is that Demargo or Demargo? I think it's Demargo. Dot org, isn't it? Or add yeah, DMA. Okay, so it goes, goes through DMARGO.org. Okay, oh, ex okay. That's right, because it has the little, the little yeah. logos on there. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Mr. Margo, thank you again for being with us here. We, sure, we really appreciate um, appreciate you taking the time today, especially um, now that you're a grandfather. Yeah. And, and, it's a uh, happy day. <laughs> it definitely is a happy day on that one. So, um, folks, this is the common man. This is going to be a truncated version of, of our uh, normally one and a half, two hour program. I want to thank everyone for spending time with us here today. Uh, we will be back on normal schedule or on our uh, regular schedule on Wednesdays uh, next week. We will be doing some traveling actually for, for me. I'll be going into Albuquerque and Santa Fe this upcoming week and weekend. So if we have any new updates and anything goes on, you'll be able to see us on alpasoforamerica.com. Uh, also, folks, we're going to be posting our links for the podcast on alpasoforamerica.podomatic.com and also SoundClub. We'll show you the links on Facebook where you can go ahead and listen, uh, download and listen to the programs here on uh, Paso for America. Each and every show that you guys see here will be on, on there. Um, and also look for us on Stitcher.com. Type in El Paso for America and you're going to see the, the, the latest program that is on um, Podomatic.com. So you guys can listen to that part. We're going to be making some changes on that part uh, very soon and we'll announce that um, as these changes come along and you guys will see the, uh, the changes on, on uh, Facebook. So that being said, uh, thank you again, uh, Mr. Margo, for being here with us. Uh, thank you again, uh, Andrea, for, for, uh, for uh, bringing Mr. Margo over. Uh, folks, this is The Common Man here uh, on El Paso for America.com. Thank you again for being with us, and we will see you guys next week. You guys take care.